Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. Hope you all are doing exceptionally well. I'm glad you guys are joining me in my live Q&A. Hope you all having a great Monday, great start to your week, and I look forward to serving you all. If this is your very first time watching and you're like, man, I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online. And for those who don't know me, let me make sure I get that cleared up. My name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh, and my goal is to help make sense of your life and to help you grow holistically for God's optimal use. So after watching this video, like I say, but always, if you like the vibe, go ahead and subscribe because I would love to be a coach here online, but for those who's been rocking with me, whether you've been a subscriber um, for, for years or if minutes, I just want to say welcome <clears throat> again, and I, and I thank God that you guys are uh, trusting what God has entrusted in me, and I pray it continues to be treasure to you. So as everyone is coming in live, let me go ahead and let you guys know about some things I got going on, like my latest book. Facts Over Feelings is a great book, great resource for you to process your feelings so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose. So many people are so tra trapped in their feelings that they are distracted from fulfilling their roles as a husband, wife, son, daughter, entrepreneur, pastor, whatever, because they're trapped in their feelings. So this book will help you process those feelings. Also, check out another book that I wrote just last year. A wholeness journal is a journal for you to process your wholeness to see if you can hold the important things of life. I have other books like um, The Purpose of Singleness, uh, Dating Prep, Book on Soul Ties and Strongholds, Books on Discernment, all kind of books, all available now on my website, IamUnplugged.com. Now let's head over to the chat. Let's see what we got here today. Christopher, what's going on, fam? Oh, y'all can't see me. Man, there we go. What's up, Christopher? Hope you well, family. Gilbert, hello, Coach Love from London. Thank you so much for watching from London. I'm glad these videos are a blessing to you. Professional email, Erica, or Miss Erica says, been following you for years. Thank you so much for following and joining me on my live. Man, I pray these lives continue to be a blessing to you for years to come. Thank you so much for joining and for, for following for such a long time. Christopher says, how to get out of a depression phase of bad eating and sleeping? Well, Depression, just like any emotion, has a root, a root uh, uh, in the form of rejection, root of abandonment. Uh, it could be uh, um, uh, uh, abuse, abandonment, neglect, whatever it is, whatever the key wounds are in life. And sometimes depression is dependent on false dependencies. That when I put my whole dependency on something and, and establishing a thing as my as my savior, then when it has proven that it's incapable to save, then it affects how we behave, how we feel, etc. Right? And then it ushers us into a phase. Now, when it comes to bad eating and sleeping, in order to solve those symptomatic things, those symptoms, you got to find the source. What is the source of your depression? Is the source of your depression uh, something that you have false dependency? on? Think about it. What have you built your life on? Have you built your life on a career? Have you built your life on an idea? Did you build your life on a false uh, characteristics of God? Thinking God is some uh, is one way, but he's really not that way, right? So the best way to get out is to uh, first uh, 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 be honest with the root. Find the root. Sometimes we deal with the fruit before you deal with the fruit, deal with the root, right? Find the root reason. After you find a root reason, now it's time for your mind to be renewed. Now it's time to renew your mind to think positively and readjust your foundation, readjust yourself on a new foundation, which is God. Now start building your life dependent on him.
But if you never deal with the root, then bad eating and sleeping will occur. Uh, thirdly or fourthly, you got to have a strong why. You got to say, why must I stop doing this? You know, when I was single and going through my phase of depression, I had to think about my future uh, 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 individual I'm going to be responsible for, like a wife, like children. Ultimately, I started thinking about uh, what happens after I die when I reach eternity. I had to start thinking about things long term and ask myself, how long do I want to be here? So you got to you got to find the root and then ask yourself, why was that thing your foundation? And ask yourself, what areas in your life do you lack trust in God in? Because whatever you find your dependency outside of God, well, depression is inevitable. Hope to help, family. Lenita, what's going on? Go ahead and drink some real quick. Lenita, I hope you're well. George, what's up, family? Thank you for watching. <clears throat> Young and new says, hey, coach. Your Q&A has always been a blessing to me. God gets the glory, man. It's an honor to serve you all through this form <clears throat> here. George says, do you have any books on relations with the Holy Spirit? Um, That is a book that I'm thinking about. I have some material that I have kind of written up. I'm just waiting on a release from God to do so. But every, just about every one of my books has the Holy Spirit element in it. I'm, I'm very, very serious about teaching and coaching people um, to engage with the Holy Spirit. So that's my that's my uh, goal. So each one of my books, maybe one that will help, will be counterfeit a counterpart. It talks about the Holy Spirit. This book on the whole arm of God may help in that area. Uh, and just about every one of my books deal with some kind of uh, um, um, principles and the person of the Holy Spirit. Hope to help. All right. Lilo 27 says, hey, coach, feel like God is isolating me and stripping me of relationships, friendships, etc. How do I get to know the real me and God? How do I date myself and date God? Great question. <clears throat> I'm going to try water this time. Been with kids all day, man, talking. So. <clears throat> Let's do this again. Leo 27 says, hey, coach, feel like God is isolating me and stripping me of relationships, friendships, etc. How do I get to know the real me and God? Or in other words, <clears throat> how do I date myself and God? Great question. Well, let's start with the first part. You can't go by feelings. Uh, um, um, what is the facts, right? You feel like God is isolating me. Well, I can make it plain this way. I feel like God is isolating me and stripping me of relationships. What that means is. God is stripping you of unnecessary friendships or relationships at the moment so that you can have enough time and focus to build a relationship with him. Anytime God begins to isolate, it means that he's trying to elevate. You see what I'm saying? He's, he's trying to get you to get into a place where you understand him more. Because if you know people more than you know yourself or you know uh, them more than you know God, then my friend, you're going to miss out on the opportunity. That's why God pushed you through a pruning phase, a pruning phase. So you don't have to go through a ruin phase, right? He prunes you from things that's trying to ruin you. 
right? And so when he's moving these different friends, typically it's because we either are making them our source of, of accountability or our source of, of counsel or our source where God's supposed to be. And then God may, in his providential timing, may reinstate those relationships or friendships, right? So the purpose of God isolating is to get you into a place of elevating yourself in your mindset and understanding God more, understand his principles, understanding his ways, and so that you will begin to be more like him and then interdependently be able to operate from him, in him, and by him, right? So how do I get to know the real me and real God? It, without isolation, there's no time. Without isolation, there's no there's no uh, uh, clear headedness. Now uh, there's no people to give their opinion. There's nobody to to give their input. Now it's just you and God. And now we'll really see just how badly you want God and how badly you want you. Now, second part of the question is how do I date myself and date God? Now this is what you do. Dating yourself and dating God means setting a date and a time, a day and a time where you're going to invest in uninterruptedly invest in time with God. Right. So dating God, for instance, give an example by saying, OK, for me, I always have creative and entrepreneurial sessions with God. I never go to God empty handed. What I mean, I set a day and a time typically based upon how my life is going, where I bring up uh, what I got. I got it right here. I bring a clipboard and a piece of paper or papers, right? And I just sit there and I just say, God, is there anything that you want me to work on? Is there anything that you want me to process on? God, teach my hand how to profit. Give me ideas, God. How do you want me to shift in my messaging? How do you want me to engage in your kingdom, right? So I have sessions where I intentionally make time with him, right? Also, I date God, not just from a creative standpoint or entrepreneurial standpoint. Standpoint. I talk to him in a personal development standpoint. I spend time with God because I know nothing but gold comes out of that time with him, right? And so it means just setting a date and a time where you are intentionally, uninterruptedly spending time with God for person development, for a character development, for product development, for creative development, so that you can be operative and obedience and whatever God wants you to be operative in, right? Now, dating yourself means implementing structures of self-care. Dating yourself says, okay, do I know myself well enough? The more I date God, the more I become aware of myself. And the more that I become aware of myself, then I can determine the wealth that God wants to add into my life. But so many people don't take the time to get to know them. And so many people waste their singleness worrying about concerning themselves or consuming themselves with another person or the idea of a person or why a person is not there versus the only person they're going to forever deal with. And that's themselves. Could it be the reason why we're not dateable to date the love of our lives forever is because we haven't taken the time to date ourselves and date God to become more familiar with the principles and the foundational uh, uh, tenets it required of us to win it in every area of our lives, right? So you set in a day and a time where you are intentionally and uninterruptedly spending time to truly Find the will of God and truly find what it means to be loved by God and to love God and to take care of yourself. Dating yourself also means setting up uh, uh, other avenues for you to take care of yourself. Fitness, um, dieting, uh, um, 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 serving so that you can begin in purpose, find out what kind of purpose you are person you are. Because like I say, if you don't know the person of God, you won't know who you are as a person. And if you don't know who you are as a person, you won't be able to know your purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, you won't definitely know your per person, the person you're supposed to be with.
Hope to help. Jody Real says, is accepting Christ an automatic pass to heaven? Could we still go to hell even though God has forgave us uh, for all of our sins? Great question. Well, um, the principles based upon or how we should process this should be from God's omniscience, not from where we are in our vantage point. Right. Because God is omniscient, he knows who truly accepted him. No God, especially no, no, no God, but saying our God will not be in a place where he is confused about who saved. God is never confused about who has been infused in him and, and has really been converted. Right. Right. So what that means is those who have truly accepted Christ the Lord and Savior don't have to worry about hell. And only God knows those who will endure to the end. The Bible says they that endure to the end shall be saved. Right. The Bible talks about that many will go with us and will walk out from us or with us. But time will prove that they were never with us. Time always proves who's truly been converted. People can accept the idea of Christ. People can accept the graven image of Christ. But a lot of people haven't accepted the real Christ, the one that changes their life, the one that paid the price for them. And the transaction is evident in their temperament. The transaction is evident in how they carry themselves. So a lot of people can accept an idea of Christ because they're accepting them, accepting him based upon what they want or quote unquote want to be free from. I told my students, we're in a book right now, we're, we're in a book of John and we're talking about how <clears throat> the reason why the people began to get frustrated with Jesus was because they thought that Jesus was going to save them from Rome. They thought that he was going to come down with a horse, the Messiah was going to save them from Rome instead of trying to make their heart his home. So they thought that it was going to, he was going to come and save them from Rome, but saving them from the hands of Caesar wasn't going to change them on the inside. So Jesus wasn't necessarily coming to save them from Rome. He was coming to cultivate a home individual so that they actually can engage Rome, engage whatever society as a beacon of light to bring regeneration and to bring life. Right. So a lot of people have accepted the idea of a Christ. They have accepted a graven image of Christ, but not too many have accepted the real Christ. And time will prove if a person is saved or not. Hope to help. Kibu Harris says, hey, coach, is it true that you face the most resistance when you go in the right direction? That is typically true. And from my experience. Some resistance is predicated on a person's decision making. Right. So a lot of us, uh, the reason for a lot of people, the reason why they're going through what they're going through is because of the decision they have made. But typically, since we live in a spiritual world, demons can uh, can uh, perceive when a person is going in the right direction. And typically they will try to bring resistance. The Bible does talk about that when the seed has been sown, that the crows and the birds of the air will come down and try to take it. So they're going to always try to resist it. The Bible also talks about that there's there's demonic resistance. There's resistance from deep within. What's up, family? Good to see you, brother. Thank you, boss. And so there's a lot of resistance when it comes to uh, resistance from demonic forces, resistance from deep within. The Bible talks about how there's stones in a person's heart and there's uh, thorns in a person's heart. And those stones and thorns can, pre can uh, uh, cause resistance as well. So our, not only does the de demonic spirits affect us, but also our, our flesh, right, can bring forth resistance, right? So it's true. Typically, when we're going in the right direction, you can expect resistance because the enemy doesn't want you to be persistent. He wants there to be resistance so that you won't be uh, 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 find out the reason for your existence, if that makes sense. Hope it did. That's right. I just said for the person above, he is pruning us. Let me make sure my wife didn't call. Give me one second.
Hold on. Okay, let's keep going. You're so welcome, Lilo27. You're so welcome. B, thank you so much for your generosity. Monday with Coach. Hey, listen, I'm going to do more of these. You can see I'm in my work clothes. Make sure I fix my collar. I'm in my work clothes. So, you know, I'm in my work clothes. I'm serving at a school. And so I'm, I plan on doing these a little bit more. So thank you for your generosity. And those who've been giving, man, y'all are such generous people. Thank y'all so much for supporting what I do. I'm at my school right now. So y'all support help me, helps me with the creative packages, help our students find their purpose and all that good stuff. Your support helps us with developing resources and books and tools for the school systems, as well as for you all who wants to grow spiritual. Thank you all so much for generosity. Those who want to support, you can do so on my website now at IamUnplugged.com. If you feel led um, to give, and we appreciate no matter what the amount is, and we believe that God is going to return it back to you a hundredfold. You welcome, my brother. God gets the glory. Young and new says, should I abstain from all sexuality until I'm married? So should I be like, uh, until I'm married? I'm not sure what asexual is. Let me see what that is. I've heard of the term. Not involving sexual feelings or association, non-sexual. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I don't understand the term. I don't know if there's no new age stuff to term. But anyway. Yeah, man, you got to stay from all of it because the Bible says the one sin that's, that, that is used to sin against you is sin of sexual nature, right? So you should abstain from it, not because it's a bad thing, but it's a bad thing outside of the right time, right? So you have to abstain from all of it because of, of it being a gateway to something deeper. Like if you start with uh, uh, um, little sexual sins, when I mean little sexual sins, I'm talking about the little things that you don't think is big or the ones that may not produce certain consequences, like uh, watching porn or masturbation. You may feel like those things may not produce like uh, greater forms, quote unquote, of sexual uh, interactions or engagements. You, you'll be surprised how the little foxes spoils the vines of marriages, how little foxes of sexual intimacy based upon individuals doing it themselves can cause greater damage or the same amount of damage as infidelity or other, other such. Because when you get into on-demand pleasure or doing things to help you in the meantime, then when it's married time and that woman and your wife or husband may not give you what you need in real time, then you're going to find yourself online. And when you say yourself, find yourself on online, you're going to find yourself out of alignment, right? And so you have to think about why these things shouldn't be done. Let me tell you why. Because it perverts you mentally. It creates a false sense of pleasure. It creates uh, false expectations on your, uh, on your wife or husband when you get married. It creates unrealistic expectations on sexual performance. It creates uh, uh, erectile dysfunction. It creates a lot of different things that causes people not able to perform because they already perform to a high degree. You don't want um, to get into a place where you've got 180,000 miles on your sexual organs and then all of a sudden you can't perform for a 30 year marriage. Now, the beautiful thing about uh, the Holy Spirit, he can redeem all of that. Redemption comes through Christ and he can redeem all that and, and refurbish you and, and put you as a certified user. You wouldn't be a certified. Uh, he will make he makes all things new. So you won't be no certified, certified used car. But what I'm saying is you'll be made new again because your mind has been made new. Once this processor has been made new, that everything else will find itself in a in a supernatural newness, right? So that when you get married, man, you don't have to worry about the complications of, of infused sexual uh, uh, tendencies that will end up uh, affecting your intimacy in marriage. Hope to help. 
Let's see here. Oh, we don't have no more questions. We got 35 people watching. Get your questions in. I got I got time on me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Never mind. I, I didn't scroll down far enough. Oh, let's see here. Let's keep going. Young and New says, hope my question is getting deleted. No problem. I see it this time. Thank you so much for trusting me, Young and New, with your question. Uh, good word. Thank you. God gets the glory. Okay, y'all helping each other out. Daughter of the King, Romans 12, 1. Um, Jeannie, thank you. Being completely, oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, Jez says, in your facts or feelings book, what do you mean let people... Hold on, give me one second. They're making announcements. Give me one second. Make sure, because you know I gotta make sure my wife good. Okay. All right. Jazz says, and thank you for your support, family. And those who don't know, my latest book is available now. Facts over feelings. It's a great book to process your feelings so that you can get back to fulfilling your purpose in life. Jazz says, in your facts or feelings books, book, what do you mean? Let people know how you feel, but not how you fully feel. Can you go in more depth of that? Thank you so much for that question. And I plan on doing a whole series of videos on this book as well. Let people know how you feel, but don't, but not how you fully feel. You have to understand, not everybody can fully handle how you fully feel. So one thing about letting people know how you feel is that you got to let them know, hey, if something offends you, if something is affecting you in some kind of way, you let them know how you feel. But not everybody has the bandwidth to handle how you fully feel, how you fully feel about the matter, because they don't have the fullness to be able to handle it. Right. So you got to let people know how you feel, but not how you fully feel. And meaning that, hey, you don't want to become so isolated where you uh, allow people to wonder in the uh, uh, never endingness of assumption, creating false imaginations about what they think you may be feeling. So it's okay to let people know, hey, this is how I'm feeling. But sometimes with certain people that you have to be honest with about your feelings, you may not have, you may not be able to fully tell them how you feel because it may not be at the right time for them to know how they feel. Come on in. Oh, give me one second. I'll be right back, y'all.
I was on mute the whole time. My bad, y'all. There we go. Let me get back. Man, what I said was good, too. <laughs> anyway, all right. how do you get yourself out of the habit of going by your feelings instead of doing because you have to? Well, you have to understand that feelings are just indicators of a present mood. They only tell how you feel right now, but they're not factual. A lot of people, when they're offended, they have the right to feel away, but you don't have the right to feel away a long period of time. Because if you feel away for a long period of time, then you're going to miss the important things of life. So you get yourself out of the habit by understanding what feelings are and then really processing those feelings, taking the time to put the feelings on paper. If you leave your feelings in your flesh, then flesh is going to maximize the, intent, the intensity of those feelings and cause you to be naive or ignorant of the facts that will kind of pull those feelings back. Right. But if you see what the feeling is and process the feelings down to its root, then you will bear the right fruit and you will end up doing because you know that's what you're supposed to do not because how you feel so what are the facts behind those feelings why are you feeling that way who are you feeling that way for how could the enemy how could the enemy be using those feelings to keep you from dealing from keeping you from succeeding right so you get yourself out of the habit by reversing those habits what is the alternative habit to your current habit right and then bit by bit make the right things happen then you have new habits hope to help Jan says, it's funny how on a day I had an altercation with dudes playing, <laughs> bro, I had an altercation yesterday playing ball too, but I had to walk away. It's funny how on a day I had an altercation with dudes playing ball is the same day I received your book. It happens, fam. You spoke on your issues hooping with certain individuals. Good book. So thank you so much for reading my brother. Hey, listen, man, there's certain people I just can't hoop with. I just can't hoop with because I know I'm very competitive, man. I have that Jordan complex. I'm very competitive. It's not extreme. But but when I get tried in the moment of competitiveness, I, I'm just not I'm not my best self. I ain't no crazy self, but I'm just not my best self. Daughter of the King says, hi, love and appreciate your videos on counterfeits before the promise. What if the counterfeit stole your kingdom spouse? Well, then that's, that's not your spouse. Right. Sometimes we put these titles on individuals and we don't really know. Uh, um, the individual, right? I could have easily said that when my ex-girlfriend or the girl that I wanted to get married in college, when she got married, I could have been upset because I would have thought, quote unquote, that was my kingdom spouse. There was a moment when I engaged her, I thought she was the one, but obviously wasn't. And the woman that I end up marrying makes me forget that woman exists, not in a negative way, but in a positive sense. It's not to put no knock on her because I believe she's happily married and that's beautiful. But what if I would have still been wounded or carrying love for her, it would affect the love for my wife right so sometimes we get so caught up on what has been stolen but the thing is it wasn't ours in the first place right so don't get i don't want your imagination to start creeping up into uh, 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 uh creepy places where you start saying okay i wish that we can trade places with each other right or believing or praying for a divorce to happen right so no one can steal your kingdom spouse you see what i'm saying no one can right because either way god foreknew Whatever hiccup or whatever thing that you happen in your life, he foreknew whether or not you was going to change your ways and follow his ways. And then he found a way for the person to come your way. That stuff happens. Right. So no one can still no one can steal nothing from God. No one. The Bible says lay up for yourself treasures not on earth where wrath where moth and rust can destroy with these can break and steal. It says lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Nobody can steal nothing from God. Nobody got no long enough hands to steal anything 
from God. Liz Beth says, for example, I don't want to work out today because I don't feel like it, but I know that I need to for my health. That's where the facts get you get you started. Sometimes you got to surround yourself with 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 motivators. Sometimes I, I listen to motivational videos. I got a playlist of music that gets me going. Sometimes I have to speak out outside of myself the reason why I have to. Got to go. I didn't want to go too long. Thank you, Joanne McCoy, for your super chat. I appreciate you for giving back. I really appreciate you for supporting. I pray um, that these videos continue to be a blessing to you all. Cheston, what's up, my boy? Watching. Good to see you, family. Oh, man. So many questions. So many questions. So many questions. So many questions. I'm going to go ahead and go, y'all. I love y'all. Listen, hit all the notifications. Hit the notification bell, man, so you know when I uh, go online. I may go online. I'm not going to go on live again tonight. I just, no, I'm not going to do it to myself. Man. Man, y'all really be here at four o'clock. I might start just doing this more often. I know, Kayla. I know you said no, but I better go. I got, I got, I got some things I got to handle. I love you all. Make sure you check out my latest books, Facts Over Feelings, um, how to process your feelings and get back to fulfilling your purpose in life. It's a great book. Like my brother Jez has been telling you, it really helps you process your feelings, find the facts behind them. Also, check out my other latest book. <laughs> we turning books out around these parts. Another book out right now, Holiness Journal. If you want to feel whole and hold the important things in life, man, go ahead and get this book now. I got a book on singleness, how to maximize singleness, to find the purpose of it. If you want to get my book called Dating Prep, how to date God and date yourself to become dateable so that you can date the love of your life forever, great book there. If you want to overcome soul ties and strongholds, got a book for that. If you got need a book to better discern the will of God, feel like the term between a counterfeit a counterpart, got a book for that. Also got a children's book and a book on spiritual warfare, how to pull in the whole armor of God. And we also got merch on our website. And for those, man, who feel led to give, I thank y'all in advance for your uh, generosity. And thank you for those who gave on a super chat. Love y'all. If you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, need coaching for your relationships, spiritual development, your singleness, purpose, branding, holler at your boy. I love to serve you all. Uh, God bless you, too. I got to go, y'all. Y'all have a blessed day. What books to read next after Facts Over Feelings? Probably that counterfeit or counterpart book or the holders journal might be a good book for you. Depends on where you are, my brother. Love you. I got to go. Y'all be blessed. See y'all next time. I got to find my outro. Peace.